afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Welcome back to the Bald Monkeys podcast. Here we are again with another series for our Mission Pro Wrestling special for the Hell Hath No Fury coming up in on September 18th. We're super excited. We have Captain Chuckles with us. Captain, we're here again. We Thanks are. Thanks for joining me. I, I have good have... news. Wait, 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 wait. I have good oh, news good before news. we get to before we Captain get to our special news. guest. My my Mission Pro T-shirt and sticker got sent out today. I'm very excited that. about that. Look at that. He is ahead of the game. If you haven't gotten your Mission, Mission Pro merch, go get it. They got some new merch in now, so yes. go check it out. And I'm sorry for making you wait. The Karate Girl is here. Jenilyn, thank you for joining us. Thank you. For hey, everybody. Us. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to do this. How are y'all doing? Very good. I'm fantastic. Always good. We're having a blast. We're having so much fun through this Mission Pro series. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to every one of the uh, talent on the roster and every one of the talent that's on the card. And I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful conversation with you as well. No pressure. I think so, too. Yeah. (laughs) I need need Tal to wipe my sweat. Sorry. I'm so nervous. (laughs) Well, we'll start our interview the way we start every interview. We like to find out how everybody's beginning was not necessarily in wrestling, but your beginning in general as a young gentleman, what was young gentleman like? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, you know, very, uh, it, honestly, a lot of the same way that I am now. Uh, I was very like nerdy. Like you think of, you know, you think of like a nerd, you kind of think of nerdy, you kind of have some like characteristics, character traits in your head of kind of what that means, kind of like the look of like, you know what I mean? You kind of already have that all pictured when you say that. I mean, that was me, uh, you know, you know, I was an introvert a lot, but I will say as much of kind of like the quiet one that it was, when it came to certain things in terms of like the stuff that I liked and the stuff that I was into, oh, my poor friends in school. <laughs> the, they had to deal with me incessantly talking about the stuff that I was obsessed with. Like, yeah, I, I, like that's what I mean by nerd. So on one hand, I was a nerd in the, in, in the sense of like I studied hard, you know, and like I, I cared about school and like I wanted to do well, you know, with grades and everything. And that was important to me. Um, so kind of that part of it. But then the other part of like, oh my God, so this movie that came out or this book or did you see this match or oh my gosh, this, that, that was me and like my friend group and oh, like I said, my poor friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you dove so. in, you dove into everything. It sounds like, it yeah. sounds like whatever you invested in, you were invested in, you were going to yes. go a hundred miles an hour at it. Yes. Yep. That's, that's a good way to put it. I mean, that's true. So. We're all nerds. It's okay. It just depends on what you right. nerd out about and we're, you know, we're nerds. I'm a hundred percent a nerd. This guy's a nerd. I know that. I am. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm the, the techie guy of the two of us here. 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. The guy who couldn't get his volume checked out before. Hey, we figured it out. Okay, we figured it out. We figured it out. Oh man. That's why I'm the tech guy. You know, it's okay. I'll go ahead and admit this. Uh, I know it's, this is like live now. People are going to be listening. I had a problem with my uh, audio too. So it's okay. It was, Chuck's not the was, only one. No, Chuck, Chuck caused it, but he's not the only I one. I didn't well, cause it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to young Jenna Lynn. Jenna, when did you first start nerding out about wrestling? Right. So that started, I kind of started watching uh, at the end of 2007, at the beginning of 2008. So I was 11, 12, 11, 12, that age. Um, I don't really have any cool story or like a family story watching it with my family or anything. Literally all that it was, was it was a Friday night. Uh, I was at home. I was like 11, you know, 12. Uh, I was at home. I was laying in bed. I was just flipping the channels. And at this time in my house, we didn't have any cable. So we didn't have like Disney Channel or like Nickelodeon or like, you know, those, I mean, cable channels. We didn't have that. So all we had was the basic TV channel. So I was flipping the channels, like nothing good was on for like, what, 11, 12 years old. Uh, but I come across SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown. And like I said, nothing else was on. So I was, I was like, okay, what's, what's this? Like, what's, whoa, this is cool. Like, this is kind of cool. Nothing else is on. And I'm, I'm kind of captivated by what's, what's going on here. So like, I, I kept the channel on. I, I watched the full episode of SmackDown and I liked it. So I came back the next Friday and I, you know, I eventually found the channel that it was on, turned it on from seven o'clock to nine o'clock. I watched it the next week and the, the next week and the next week. And I'd keep watching SmackDown. And then I, I got, just got so invested and like so nerding out about it that uh, this was, I remember very clearly in my sixth grade math class, uh, I had a friend named David. He would watch Monday Night Raw. So what we would do is we'd come to class on Tuesday, my math class on the Tuesday, and he would have like a paper written down of the results of like, That's this awesome. was the promo. This was the promo. This was this person versus this person. They won. This is the stories. And like, he would tell me all that on Tuesday because I, you know, we didn't have cable in my house, so I couldn't watch it live. So that was it for a little while we did that. And then, so what we would do is, you know, I would, uh, this is a very fond memory. And again, I'm in like sixth, seventh grade. I'd come home from school and I'd go on my parents' computer. Remember that I didn't have, look, I didn't have time. I didn't have a computer at this time. I had to go up to my parents' room for this. So I'd come home from school on Tuesdays. I'd go on their computer. I would go on YouTube and I would type in WWE Raw, August 20th, 2008, part one. And sure enough, these people would upload like the full show, the full like two hour show on YouTube. And I was just like, oh, I can watch, <laughs> it's like, I can watch Raw now because I didn't have cable in my house. But I, I did some investigating and I would look it up on YouTube and sure enough, it popped up on YouTube all 10 parts or whatever it was. So I'd watch that. And then the perfect thing was as soon as Raw ended was the time that my dad would come home from work. So I'd hurry up close everything out, pretend like I was doing homework the whole time, but I was watching Raw. So I, I, was, I was like, oh, yes, yes. And I did the same thing for ECW because I remember back, this was back when it was the kind of the newer ECW. I'd come home on Wednesdays and do the same thing for ECW. I'd go rush to YouTube, you know, put in part one, whatever, and I'd watch it. 
So that was really, that was a fun time. And then eventually we did get cable in my house. So I was able to watch it live on Mondays with everybody else. Um, what was and, the, I mean, uh, point, what was the deciding factor for the family to get cable? Was it you pestering them because you needed to watch wrestling? Um, that, you know what? That was a part of it. <laughs> but I think yeah, that, that's actually, I mean, that was part of it. Yeah. But I think it was, now, this was a while ago, so I cannot recall exactly, but there was some kind of thing, I don't know if it was, like, my TV provider, or if it was, like, I don't know what it was, but basically, like, we had no choice, essentially. Okay. Like, it's real. It's really weird. I don't know. Oh, I was really young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, guess we, I guess, it's like, because we have to get cable now. Um, so yeah, so we ended up getting getting cable, and I was able to watch Raw. I was able to watch you know, SmackDown, of course. Um, I was able to watch NXT when that came on in 2010. So at that point, like I watched everything, everything. I was on top of it. I was so, just gonna say, like, it, it, did you ask your parents for permission to use the computer? Now we know you didn't see, and you're you, you might be a little bit of a nerd, but you're also a rebel because you were like, no way, I'm going in there. I got it. Okay, no one's home. We're good. Okay. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'll say this. I was kind of making a joke, joke about like my parents' computer or whatever. But I mean, if I needed it for school, if I wanted to go on there just for fun or what, like, it wasn't a problem. Like, as long as I got my chores done and like my schoolwork done, like, it's not like they prohibited me from getting sure. on there if I wanted yeah. to get on there. So it was, it was fine. Sure. And thank goodness for YouTube and Google and even I think Craigslist has been the, the major three that we've heard through all these interviews that if they weren't around, I don't know how everyone would have found wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially Google. <laughs> especially Google. Yeah. I mean, Google is like the, the entire enterprise. It's, it's got everything, literally everything. So, so yeah. So now watching SmackDown and getting into yeah. SmackDown, getting into Raw, who stands out to you? Who are, your, who are your favorites that stand out as you first started watching wrestling? Right. So when I first started, of course, I have like a list of favorites, right? But there is sure. always, and, I, and I'll get to them, but there's always one that sticks out above anybody else. And I'm older now, you know what I mean? But I'm still a fangirl and a nerd in the same sense. So like that part of me hasn't left. So the one wrestler that I'm talking about is Shawn Michaels. Like he, I, I don't even know what it was for young me. Like I'm like, a, I'm like an 11, 12 year old girl. Like Shawn Michaels wrestling, you're like 12. You know what I mean? But I, I just, uh, now again, he wasn't there for at first cause I was only watching SmackDown. I had plenty of SmackDown favorites, which I'll get to. But when I eventually got into raw, it was just like, boom, like right away. Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels. Um, I just, I just fell, I just fell in love with him as a wrestler. I mean, everything. I mean, just his wrestling was so good and his character was like, because I consider myself to be like a, you know, religious person, not like crazy or whatever, but like I, I, you know, that's me. So, and he was always very proud of that. And it's like, oh, like, that's so cool, you know, and he's so good at what he does and just his promos were good. And I really believed what he said and I believed what he did. And I just, he's no he's number one to me like no matter what like he is number one so he is bar none my favorite but of course i had other favorites too um i really undertaker i mean he was when i first started watching smackdown undertaker was there so i really liked undertaker i really liked jeff hardy i really liked triple h like all all those guys um i really liked edge i really liked edge a lot you know all those smackdown guys 
then when I came to Raw, I had a bunch of Raw favorites, like Shawn Michaels was my favorite. As far as the women, I want to shout them out too. I really liked uh, Mickey James. I think at that time she was my favorite. Mickey James, Natalia, Melina, Beth Phoenix, women like that, like, you know, they were great to me at the time. So I definitely want to shout them out. So yeah, I mean, as far as when I'm like young like that and I'm just getting into it and I don't know, you know, left from right, up from down, what's what, you know, at that age. I mean, I, those are my favorites. And I'm forgetting a bunch. I, I already know I'm oh. forgetting a bunch, but. Don't it's worry. a laundry list in those years, but you yeah. named all the right yeah. ones as far as me and Chuck are concerned. Yeah, you've already <laughs> solidified the, the, the thumbs up from Shawn, My- Shawn Michaels on his side and The Undertaker on my side. So, you know, yes. we're, we're, we're both happy. Awesome. Which is really interesting because your Shawn Michaels was a different iteration of Shawn than the one I fell in love with, which is really interesting to me because I love Shawn throughout his career, no matter who he was. But I fell in love with earlier years, about, you know, five, ten years before that, Shawn Michaels. And you got a different version of him, but he was still the man and he was still doing everything amazing. Yes. And it's very interesting. Like, that's a very interesting point you bring up because I think about that like a lot sometimes. So I'm obviously like a little younger. Right. So it's not like I could boast about watching the 80s or the 90s because I wasn't even alive. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? But yeah, (laughs) but but it's very interesting to me because it makes me think, though, like if I was alive at that time and I was kind of of age watching at that time, would I have liked Shawn Michaels at that time? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because, you know, we, we know how, and Shawn will admit himself, like, we know how he was, you know, back, back in the day. Like, he was great. You know, he's the best in the world, best ever. But we know kind of the backstage stuff. We kind of know how he was. And it's just interesting because it's like, man, would I have been a fan of Shawn Michaels, you know, 20 years prior? It's like, I don't know. So I came in at this time, at the time that I did, and like it was a no-brainer. Like he was and is my guy forever and ever. Yeah. So, just like everything with wrestling, I think timing is everything, and it seems like that was the right time for you to discover yeah. wrestling and discover that type of Shawn Michaels. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so we're getting into people you like, but does anybody stand out and make you have that itch that you go, maybe I could do this? Yes, I do. And so that, that person, well, again, it's kind of more than one, right? But that, I guess, number one person is AJ Lee. Um, okay. She, so again, I mentioned all my favorites earlier, and that was like the first like couple years of like, I'm still really young and I'm still getting into it. And I'm, you know what I mean? I'm watching it just purely through the lens of just like the biggest fangirl nerd super fan. But, um, you know, 2010 comes along, AJ Lee comes along she's in nxt season three and that's when i first found her and again i'm such like a wrestling fan of course i watched season one and season two so i watched season three and it was remember all the women so that's when i first saw her and that was like like a moment for me like that whole season like seeing her there and then seeing her go like on the main roster and just like her entire career was like an elongated moment for me Mm -hmm. because it's like gosh like look at this like look at this woman like she's she's so small compared to all everybody else she isn't the typical and she's very beautiful don't get me wrong but she and she'll tell you herself she doesn't have I guess the look of like 
you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to phrase it, but I think y'all know what I'm getting at. She, she wasn't um, the prototypical diva at in the, the same, time per se of tall and... Yeah, and yeah, and, and with all due, I, I will say though, I had no problem with them either because I have so much respect for all women of the past. But that just wasn't me. It just physically and personality-wise, it just wasn't me. So when AJ came along, it was like I was looking at an older version of myself. Like I saw so much of myself in her, just not just physically, because we're kind of, you know, brown hair, small, short, all that. But she was just so like, like a fangirl and just like super like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like this and that, you know, and just like super passionate and like nerdy about what she loved. And I felt that way, you know, like the chucks and, and the shorts and just like whole personality was like mine. <laughs> like whole per- different sh- different shots. But y'all, okay, you know what I mean, Chuck. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and just like her whole vibe was something that I never had before. So she came along and she dominated the way that she did, you know, in NXT in the main roster. And when I saw her do that, it was like, for me, it was like, oh, like she's, she, you know, look at her. Like she's really doing this. Like, and, and she's doing it well and she's succeeding. And she's, you know, and, and again, at, at this point, I'm like 14, like 14, 15. And it's like, oh, like she's doing this and she's doing really good. Maybe I can do it too. Like I can get in there and then take the bumps and run the ropes and do the moves and, you know, put on a show for an odd like maybe I can do that so she was definitely a, like the I mean as far as the belief that I personally can do it would be her so that's awesome and that's and that's a great moment I think in the women's revolution was mm-hmm. AJ Lee's debut in NXT and how she changed things and to your point she connected I think with a different group of fan base out there mm-hmm. that obviously is producing you know more wrestlers today Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say, though, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this person up either. So as far as, like, the female side, like, the women's side was definitely, like, AJ Lee. But on the men's side, uh, I have to say Shawn Michaels also because, I mean, he I fell in love with pro wrestling because of him. So, I mean, point blank, period, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But another person, another guy uh, who – if my peers watch this, I know they're going to laugh at me for bringing him up. But uh, Dolph Ziggler is actually another one. He, and I know that's kind of different. Like, that's not, you know, that's not normal. Like, that's, oh, well, well good. I appreciate that. Um, so Dolph he, can work, man. Oh, like, yeah. that, like, yeah. Dolph's a worker. And that's what I think we appreciate the most out of him is mm-hmm. his wrestling style and ability to make anyone look amazing in the ring, similar to what Sean used to do. Right. And, huh quite a coincidence that i happen to like him too it's funny how that works Mm. but um yeah (laughs) quite a coincidence but yeah he he inspired me a lot also like on the men's side to to want to get in the ring and do it because just he's he's so good i mean we could go all day talking about it but he's so good at what he does and I, i always thought he was so good at what he does and i was just so like as a fan like i was so behind him I was all in for this guy. Like, <laughs> trust me, like, again, we could be here all, all day telling stories, but to wrap it up, yeah. 
like I was all in for this guy for a long, long time. And he was just so good at pro wrestling. What did I love? Pro wrestling. So the two just interconnected and they're just like, wow, I want to be good like this guy, you know? So he kind of inspired me to work hard because he was, he's the hardest worker in my opinion. So yeah. he inspired me to be the same. So. I, I will and say, it, I, uh, let me, let me just interject for one second. I will say I, I did see in researching uh, mm-hmm. some of the fan love that you had for Dolph and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we, we won't I won't I won't go anywhere past that. But Okay. Okay. But going back to AJ Lee, oh. I love that 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 story that you that you told us goes full circle because she actually saw I think it was she saw something you wrote and was like basically said you know via social media like thank you for having me be part of your story that's exactly what happened and the way that that I guess like started or happened was because I actually met her Um, she had a book signing in Austin Texas and I went because of course I read her book I've read her book a couple times and I just love it so when I heard she was doing that signing I knew I had to go period like I was going no matter what so I went I met her cried a lot (laughs) uh and and began to like wrap that up I met her I cried a lot and then like a couple days later was when I I wrote like the transcript and I just said like thank you so much like you're so important to me and you know this and that and this and that and yeah she replied and I cried that day (laughs) Uh, a lot of like tears uh were flown that day and it's, it's a good reminder, I think. Like when things get tough and things get hard for me, like mentally, it's a good reminder. So, so yeah. All right. We got your favorites. We got, we got into wrestling. We've been young. Now we're growing up. Yeah. How, how does that first, what's that first step into, all right, I got to get into the ring now. How do I get into the ring? Right. So with this, it's, again, it's, it's just so funny. Like it, it starts like so early. So I'm, you know, I'm young, but I'm getting older and I'm kind of, okay, well, how do I figure this out? So I guess at the very beginnings of it was I, I was in school, right? I was in school. I was actually uh, in college. And again, at this point, like me wanting to wrestle and be a wrestler had been like an accumulating thing, like as the years have gone on. It's, was, it's not like I woke up one morning wanting to do it. So I remember it was my first semester of college I was in San Antonio uh for my first year and uh I just wasn't having a good day uh at school um so I just I didn't go to any classes that day so what I did instead was you know what I'm gonna start looking up wrestling schools so I'm in my dorm and um I'm researching like I remember I looked up schools in Atlanta I looked up schools in California. I looked up schools in San Antonio. I looked close to home in Houston. Like, and I wrote, I think I still have it somewhere, but I literally have like a whole page full of like questions to ask, like prospective schools. Um, because I was like so gung-ho about it. So I did that. And that was kind of my first part of research. And then my second semester uh, of school, I was in San Antonio. It was spring break. I came home, I came home to Houston for the week that it was. And this was my first time ever like sitting on a ring and I have a picture of it, 
because it was just like such a momentous moment for me, I went to Reality Wrestling, which at that time was located in downtown Houston. So like I said, I'm home for like one week from school for spring break. And I remember telling myself, this is a pretty far drive in an area I'm not really too familiar with. But before I go back to school, like this is my one shot to go do this. So I'm like 17 or like 18 at the time. And I go, I go to reality wrestling. And I talked to uh, the producer. I don't know if y'all are familiar with who Kevin is, but he's like Booker T's right-hand man. And I talked to him and I bring my paper of like 20, <laughs> 50 questions. And, and I talked to him. I'm just like, so what are the payments like? So what's training like? Who are the trainers? How consistent? It? Like all kind of stuff. And I watched training that night. And I was obviously, I couldn't be in the ring myself, you know. So I just sat to the side. I watched them train. And I was, just, I was like, that was at that point, that was the closest I'd ever been to a wrestling ring. That was like my first, like I could touch a wrestling ring. That's the first time I've ever done it. So yeah, I'm there. And at the end of the training session, I don't remember who it was that I asked, but I asked if they could take a picture of me sitting on the ring. So I took that picture and I know I posted it somewhere. So that was like my initial, initial beginnings of like getting the ball rolling with wrestling, mm -hmm. of me wrestling. So. so once you sat in that ring with reality, was it yeah. just sold at that point that that's who you're going to be with? That's who you're going to train with? A hundred percent. A hundred percent at that point. Now, again, at that point, I was only like 18. So I had not actually started training yet. Like, I mean, I wanted to, trust me. If it was up to me, I would have done it as soon as I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Long story short, that didn't happen. Um, but what I did in the interim was I would go there. I went there like three or four times. And you can ask any of the reality wrestling, kind of the older, older guys who've been there. And they, I'm sure they, some of them remember me. Like I would show up and it's like, oh, it's this girl again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just want to watch you guys train. Like, cause I, I can't do it yet, unfortunately. But like, I, I know, I, I know that I will, I promise. I just can't do it yet. So um, yeah. So reality wrestling has been my home for longer than I've actually been training there. Like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now you, you mentioned you, you had a, you were 18 and you had to get into training. Was college still going on as you were training as well? Yeah. So, and that's the thing. So, like I said, I couldn't start at 18, like, like I wanted, uh, I, you know, long story short, I couldn't. So I was, but I was still doing college. I did it for a couple of years. Um, but after a couple of years and I still did it, like I went for like four years continuously but after the first couple of years, I was just like, like, I can't, like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. Don't get me wrong. I studied hard and I made good grades. And, but like, that wasn't the problem. It was just like a bunch of other stuff. Like mentally, I, I really wasn't doing very well. Um, sorry. It just, it, it okay. brings back, it just, it brings back, uh, I don't know. Sorry. I just, I just wasn't really doing very well then. Um, and, but I had no wrestling in my life. So after mm -hmm. a couple of years, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go tell them at, at reality wrestling, I'm doing this now. I'm ready to do this and I'm signing up officially. So I did that after the first couple of years. So I think I was like a junior when I started training, um, junior in college. And what's funny is at the time, the only people who knew about it 
of me training was my brother, my sister, and like a couple, like two or three of my closest friends. Like I kept it quiet for my parents. <laughs> they did not find out until a little later. It was very interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting when they found out. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that was when I officially like started. It was after a couple years of college where I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So I, I joined. So. What was it like getting into the ring and taking that first bump for the, just that first hit of the impact? And <laughs> like, I feel like there's, there's two thoughts in your head, right? Like, yeah, this is wonderful and amazing. And ow. ow yeah. Oh my God, it hurts. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good, I mean, that's pretty accurate. You know, you pretty much hit it nail on the head. Um, I just, I just remember, I remember uh, my trainer, he was just like, you need to ch tuck your chin, tuck your chin, arms flat out, and you will be fine. And so, yeah, so I hit that bump, and it was just, like a shock wave, like went through my, <laughs> went through my body. I was like, oh, did I just do that? <laughs> like, did that just happen? And it, but it, it's like an addiction. Like I was addicted to it. So oh, it was great. It was oh my god, it was great. And so I became yeah. addicted to it, you know? So just like everything else, you wanted to go a hundred miles an hour at it and you invested mm -hmm. in it. Just like yes. everything we've talked about so far. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked back, you know? Um, like I, I don't, I don't regret, I don't regret, you know, starting at the time that I did. I don't regret starting at the place that I did. Like still to this day, reality wrestling is my home. And like, I will say that right hand, forever like i wouldn't be where i am today if not for them there's like no doubt about it in my mind so mm -hmm. so yeah so what's that development period like so you're getting into wrestling you're training you're trying to learn who you are i know the karate girl is who you are now but it took a little bit of iteration to get to this point so how is how does that growth come well, so, I mean, at first you're like, tr you're training a lot, you know, like I trained a lot before I had my first match, like before I had my first match at reality wrestling in like my home, it was two years of training. Okay. Uh, wow. of, like just training, just you know, to get to my first match. Um, and so, I, so I guess as far as like development, like how, like, how do you mean? So a lot of people, some people we've heard like, couple months and all of a sudden they're having their first match it seemed like you were working on who you were going to be you're working on what your style was going to be and, and what type of wrestler you were going to turn into so it's just interesting to see what that path was that you took right so I again I, would, I went to training all the time like I was at training all the time and like our trainers are the best like I put all my trust in them but I knew I could do that because they, they haven't let me down. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's just so much to learn. Like even now, like, and that's the thing, like I'm still developing, you know what I mean? Uh, for sure. Uh, trust me. I have a long way to go. <laughs> trust me. I'll be the first to admit I have a long way to go. Like I'm still developing to this day. So a lot of it is basics and getting the, like the safety part down the physical part down and then it does get to a point where it's like okay so what do I kind of have like a natural proclivity to what could I kind of swing in my favor 
you, like, you know, you just kind of ask yourself these questions and you just kind of work with it as time goes on to kind of figure it out. That is the biggest word I have ever heard on this wrestling podcast. I was impressed with that. Yeah. I was floored by that. I was like, whoa. Really? I've heard from, I don't know, I I guess I read a lot too. So I guess it just comes from like my vocabulary comes from all the books that I read. So, but oh, I appreciate that. That's like a t shirt. Clippity. Clippity. Okay. For the people who, for the people who, you just learned a new word. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> I did. I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, there you go, Chuck. There you I, go. I wrote it down. I'm going to check out the definition afterwards because I'm just like, whoa. That's. Did you spell it right? Probably not. But that's what Google's <laughs> for. That's, that's what Google's for. We're good. What's, uh, what's Booker T like? I mean, that's, that's the going question, I think, with anybody that goes over to reality. It's what's it like to have that big guy smiling at you and be fanning out or just worried to try to impress him? I, I, I can't imagine the pressure that, that he might bring as a Hall of Famer. Man, it, is, it really is something else being in his presence, like – I mean, it's it's almost like there's just so many things I want to say, and I'm gonna try and articulate it as such. But like just being like just being in his presence, and I think more than anything, and again, I I knew I was getting a quality education from him. Like that was never a doubt in my mind as far as his knowledge and what he knows. But the way that he shares it with us, and like his legitimate, genuine like interest in the school, in the product, in the students, like that it's as real as it gets, you know, like I, I never once felt like he was being fake or phony or, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. Like it's so genuine and so real. And he really puts time and effort into the development of his students. And, and I, I just, I felt that from the very beginning, like there was never a doubt about it in my mind uh, about that. Now, as far as like the pressure and stuff, yes. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I still get nervous because what he would because he you know he'd come to training and he'd watch us do drill or he'd watch us have a little like uh, like a five minute uh, mimic match or a mock match. God, I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like I could feel like butterflies like wriggling like in my stomach as I would do it because I was like so scared. But and but the thing is, and I you would think I'd know this by now. But after each time, he wouldn't, like, yell at you if you messed up or, like, demean you or make you feel less than or, like, you suck. Like, not, nothing like that, you know? Like, he was always so positive, so encouraging. He, he gives you, you know, sound advice for you to take for next time. And it, it's just great. I could go all – you see what I mean? I can go all day. Like, <laughs> I really go all day. This is what I'm talking about. I'm just so, like, in it. Like, I can go all day talking about it. But that's – that's the roundabout, I guess. We, we literally have all the time in the world. I mean, you know, as I mean, we got to get to bed at some point tonight, but you know, find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> Chris is like, eh, but, I don't know. Eh. But yeah, so. So Mission Pro, the reason, one, one of the reasons why we're talking, but the big reason why we're talking, uh, mm-hmm. September 18th, Friday, <clears throat> Friday night, and what is probably going to be a hot, Texas evening. Uh, 
you're in a tag match. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, now, I know that you had uh, met Thunder Rosa previously. Uh, you had also been in the ring with her. Uh, how did the opportunity to uh, wrestle with Mission Pro uh, uh, come to you? Yeah, so I, I can't say enough good things about Mission Pro. Um, I was on their first show. Uh, this was last year. It was their debut show, actually, in, in uh, Buda, Texas. I was there for that. See, and she, she said, said Buda. Man, I, we, I, is it Buda or Buda? Buda. B, it, it's, it's, I, I believe, if I'm wrong, anybody watching, please don't crucify me. Correct me in the comments. <laughs> Uh, but I believe it, it's spelled B-U-D-A, but I believe it's pronounced B-U-Y-D-A. Okay. Okay. B-U-D-A. See, now we're getting a little bit of an education. We never had this education before this is from the some people that we talked episode. to. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, Proclivity, <laughs> Buda. Okay. Anyway, continue on. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's right. I have known uh, Thunder for a while. Um, I met her. I think the first time I met her was actually at Sabotage Wrestling, which was, which was another wrestling promotion here in Texas. Uh, this was, again, before, like, I think I'd had, like, one match under my belt at this point. But Sabotage was having a show in Austin, and there was a, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Uh, meet and greet? No, not a meet and greet. What's the word? Uh, uh, Proclivity? <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all are propping me up too much, and I'm, uh, the word that I'm thinking about it is not coming to my head. Uh, before the show, there was a oh my god, what is uh, it? A seminar, a training seminar, session. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That was it. God, I hate myself for this. I was just like, what is the word? There was a seminar, a rise seminar, which is again another promotion. Mm-hmm. So I went there and I participated in that, and of course I stayed for the show, and I, I helped set up, I helped tear down the whole deal. That was when I met Thunder for the first time. So we'd known each other for a while. And to be honest, I would just keep showing up. Like whether I was booked or not on the shows, I would just keep showing up. And of course, since she's like the best in Texas, of course she would be there. So we just kind of always like our paths always just kind of came together, you know, Um, and we'd known each other for a while. So then, yeah, I got the call to do um, the first show at Mission Pro. And I didn't even think twice about it. It's like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, I, I want to be a part of this. Like, I've, I know what your vision is, and I know what your goal is, and I, I want to be a part of it, and I'm so honored for it. So then again, fast forwarding to this show, uh, it's much of the same thing. Uh, it's like, I got the call, and I, you know, I was like, hey, we want you to be on this show. And I remember, it was literally like a call. And like, I got, like, I was just like, Like, it was honest. It was literally that moment. I was like, are you serious? Like, I'm looking at my phone, like, are you serious? Because, I mean, I mean, this is a big show. You know what I mean? Like, this is a huge show with, with huge ramifications. Mm-hmm. That's another word. Um, I know and, what that one means. Okay, good. There you go. Uh, you know what? But it was a huge show. And just what it means for, for pro wrestling, what it means for women in pro wrestling like it can't be understated, you know, like we could really go on all night about this, just how important it is. Mm -hmm. So it like, I'm just so like more than anything honored that I got the call to be a part of it. I am. I'm so excited. So excited. I I cannot wait to be part of this show. 
how how does uh, mission kind of stand out above you know above some of the others that have either tried to do it or or are doing it like what 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 is making some of you know the the female talent kind of gravitate towards mission pro mm -hmm. well First, I do want to say, because the thing is, I have been a part of other promotions who have free, uh, uh, frequently pr predominantly produced, like, produced women and like shown women on their shows. And I definitely don't want to slight them because they are, they are doing great stuff. Like they're definitely doing great stuff as well. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of them. Uh, but the cool thing with Mission Pro is from top to bottom, left to right, up to down, sideways, diagonal, backwards... <laughs> any direction you can think of it's women and i think that is that is just so cool to me like the uh uh who's ringing the bell it's gonna be a woman mm -hmm. uh, uh announcing who's gonna be doing announcing a woman who's the booker of the show a woman like i said in a, you know in a circular DJ. motion a sphere like they, i mean there you go like it just all ends are covered and it's really it's just really awesome to see that and to be a part of that. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a monumental night. It's going to be a monumental event. Now in that event, you're in a, a tag team match, like I had mentioned before. Uh, mm -hmm. You and uh, Vert Vixen, who we have previously talked to, against Promise Braxton and Killa Kate. Uh, how are you feeling about the match? So I, I have actually been in the ring with Killa Kate and Promise Braxton. Not together, of course, but individually. And they're, they're really good. Both of them are. Now, how are they going to work as a team? That, um, that's... <laughs> you're, you're, look, you are, I don't appreciate that you are spreading negativity no. uh, to this match that has not even started yet. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at history of what I have seen and Promise and, and, and Kate are both phenomenal wrestlers. Yeah. But when, when I'm looking at this match on paper, mm -hmm. I see two women that have teamed together before that are, have been on the same page that have had very good tag team matches against two women who have fought against each other recently and yeah. I mean, you know, hey, I, I, I love talking to Promise. She was our first uh, interview for the series. And she, she thought that the entire match might go into like a fatal four-way. Uh, for all, exactly. <laughs> so. Wow, it, 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 wow Promise. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> I just, I need a minute, I need a minute to like digest this because. So, so she's okay. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, if there was no heat in this tag team match, I have Jeez. brought the heat, lighten the, fire. lighten the fire. She's, she's, she's her team is, is her business, right? But she's insinuating that myself and Vert are gonna turn on each other. And, and I don't see it. I, I don't either. I look, I trust Vert. I, I don't, I trust Vert. I, I believe that us two together as a team, we're going to rock it. I, I, I mean, agree. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, 
I think we're going to rock it as a team together. And I know we're going to work well together. And I mean, when our guard is not down by any means, because like I said, they're, I mean, they're both really good. So, you know, they could have something up their sleeve. We just have to keep that stuff in mind. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the match. I'm very excited overall. So I think everybody is excited. Um, mm-hmm. We, we recently talked to baby D uh, who who had to back out for various reasons. And if you want to know those reasons, you can go listen to the episode that just went out a couple of days before this one. But we asked her what her thoughts were on the card. And mm-hmm. she said that this is the match that you should not sleep on. So Whew. everybody listening Baby out there, <laughs> this this is the match that you want to pay attention to whenever it happens and it's, it's tag, tag team, team wrestling it's tag team wrestling of course this is the yeah. match this is the match of the card yeah, it yeah. is so now before we before we leave the mission pro kind of mm-hmm. build up and everything yeah I, I i do our research for a lot of the interviews and as christopher says Sometimes I delve way too deep and I, I go back to Yikes. Twitter posts and Instagram <laughs> posts from like seven years ago or whatnot. Mm-hmm. However, I, I, I saw a, it, it might've been an Instagram post and it really stood out to me at, at, I think you had a paragraph of some words, of course. And at the bottom, there was a short quote. And I want to read the quote because I think it speaks volumes to what Mission Pro is doing. The quote is, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. The quote is from Lao Tzu, who is a Chinese uh, philosopher. And I think the, those words kind of speak volumes when you look at mission pro because this is uh the first step and it is a huge first step and i think it it like i said it i it just speaks so much to what mission pro is doing and i saw it it caught my eye i don't remember when you wrote it down but i remember (laughs) reading the post and i was like wow this i I, this is perfect Mm -hmm. so anyway enough chinese philosophers we're done (laughs) with chinese philosophers at our quota. Yeah, we met our quota for Chinese philosophers. <laughs> Again, learning. Oh, okay. I, we go back to, we go back, we're learning. This episode is go. all about learning. There you go. My <laughs> head hurts. You, you can never stop learning. Exactly. I agree. Learning, so. And speaking of learning, uh, you mentioned a lot, of, a, a lot of names that you were a fan of. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about, you talked about, your different trainers that you've had. We talked about Booker T. We talked about other wrestlers a little bit. Who has been the person that you feel that you, you learned the most from or who is most influential um, in, in the ring to you? Ooh. We asked the hard-hitting questions. That, no, that is, though, because, I mean, my first immediate answer would be, I mean, Booker T., like, of course, I wasn't, like, in the ring with him, but, like, that would be my first immediate answer. But the thing is, with, like, all the matches that I've had, whether it's the same opponents or, the, or different opponents, each match is different. 
one way or another, whether, you know, you want it to be or not, or you don't want it to be or whatever, each match is different for their own ways and their own reasons. And whether that's self-inflicted on something that you changed or your opponent, if they are doing something that you weren't expecting or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all different. Mm-hmm. So each opponent that I've had, I have taken something from them. And it's just another experience to put in my belt. You know what I mean? I just, I just keep you racking them up mm-hmm. um, because I really am gaining something out of, you know, these matches that I'm having against these people. So it's really hard to like put it to just one, I guess, um, be, be, you know, for that reason. Yeah. And I mean, anybody can go look online and see some of the people that you have been in the ring with. And, and, and some of those women have track records that go for years. Some are newer, but you you can definitely, you can definitely see how, when you look at that list of, of people that you've wrestled, how you could easily take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Right. Exactly. So now a little bit of fun in my, in, 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 in looking at uh, some stuff, you are a, a fan of music. You, you yes. love music. I love, I music. love music. Christopher loves music. Everybody loves music. Yeah. So if you were deserted on an island, what okay. five albums would you take with you? Oh, God. We asked this, we, we've started to ask this just because some of the past couple of ones have been uh, more bigger fans of music, I would say. Okay. So in looking at your history of some of the concerts that you've been to, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, this would be a good question for Joe. Yeah. Oh, that is a good question. But here's the thing, like, so five, right? Five. So five, is, that's fine. I'll do that. But I, I feel so bad because I could name, like, I'm, <laughs> like, oh my I'm, gosh. I'm like, the same I'm, exact way. Like, I feel so bad leaving out so many bands and so many albums. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, fine. We won't tell the other bands. We and you can't tell. cheat. Please. You can't make a mixtape. It has to be, it has to be, <laughs> it has to be an actual album. A mixtape. Hey, listen, I'm dating myself. Whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was hilarious. Like that was more funny than it probably should have been. But um, so okay, so if I have to do five, I am so sorry in advance to all these other bands. I'm so sorry. I still love you. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. But number one is with like no doubt, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Like, like that's it. Like if I had to pick one, that's the one I'm picking. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Number two, uh, Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. Now, I'm picking that one because it's got, it's got the double. It's got the, the A side, the B side. It's like over, it's like an hour and 22 minutes long. So mm-hmm. I get to have more listening pleasure with Physical Graffiti. So Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. Probably so hard to pick one album from this band but probably a night at the opera by queen night at the opera by queen it's like oh, i'm so sorry sheer heart attack queen too <laughs> uh news of the world uh the works i'm so sorry i love you but probably night at the opera i'd go with that um that's three four probably highway to hell by acdc 
This was Bon Scott. This was Bon Scott's last album before he passed. Uh, just from top to bottom, that's a fantastic album. And it's such a great like rocker tune. Number five, oh, I can't believe, I could do like 20 more. Uh, probably Rumors by uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I, I love that album. So those are my five. I love a strong it. five. <clears throat> that is a strong five. Thank you. That was tough. That was tough. It is. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if I would be able to do it because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love so much music. It's, it's insane. And yeah. when thinking of that question, it hurts my head <laughs> because it's like, man, I only have five albums to listen to the whole time I'm deserted on this island. And it's like, yeah. there's so much good music. It hurts my heart. Like, it I does. feel like I'm, like I'm crazy. Like, 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 I didn't even put the Rolling Stones on there. I didn't mm-hmm. even put Elton John on there. I, there's like so many bands I didn't even mm-hmm. put on there. Aerosmith, like, I feel terrible. Meg, Steven, Elton, dude, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So, she I'm passed. Sorry. She passed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's keep having fun. Let's keep this fun train rolling. So right. uh, another question that we've been asking everybody on the Mission Pro roster is if you had an opportunity to speak to 10-year-old gentlemen, what would you tell her? Urge your parents to get cable quicker. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You know what? There you go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is a part it's of it. All about cable. Uh, but I, I think so. What you're saying, what I would tell her right now, if okay. Yeah, you I, have all the knowledge that you've gone through from ten mm-hmm. to now. Yeah. yeah. But at ten, you didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So what do you what do you tell ten year old Jenna? You know, I tell her to keep being yourself to don't be shy like don't be afraid of who you are even if it's not cool or if it's not popular or if it's not like I mean like the popular thing to like or the popular thing to do or if you don't fit with the mold like that that's okay like don't don't change or don't change that about yourself keep being who you are and the things that you find to love don't be ashamed about those things that you love because I mean they, they will take you far wink wink um <laughs> they, they they will take you far just just don't be ashamed of who you are don't be you know shy about who you are be proud of who you are as a person and and don't ever shy away from that i think is what i would tell her that's perfect great answer i think a lot of us are, are thinking the same of our younger selves that it was always in us but it was like almost a fear to let it out. And then once you do let it out, it's like everything you dreamed of could somehow yes. come true because you let yourself be yourself. Yes. So. Yes. All right. No more sentimental stuff. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Good. What are you doing for fun <laughs> outside of the ring? What are, you, what are you doing for fun that isn't wrestling? What kind of hobbies do you have? Oh, man. I miss wrestling. I can't wait till it comes back to normal. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously that's like the biggest thing, but we kind of already touched on it. And the fact that I listen to a lot of music and the mm-hmm. thing is when, you know, when you listen to music, whether it's full albums or whatever, like 
time really escapes you, you know, especially depending on the mood you're in. So I listen to a lot of music. I like to read. Um, and I would say I like going to concerts, but that's kind of been null and void. Um, yeah, I'm very like low maintenance, I guess, as far as like hobbies or whatever. Um, cause I just get joy out of doing the simple things or the little things. Like I don't need something extravagant to feel like I'm having a good time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, just stuff like that, you know, especially during COVID times, like, you know, reading and music and of course, like watching wrestling, that's, that's helped a lot. So. All right, oh, Chuck. Yeah. I, I gave you some ammo, Chuck. There you go. I, I, I had some ammo. We're, we're, I know. We're, there's we're, some more. We're going into favorites. We're, get, we're going to pit things against each other and make you pick. <gasps> What's no. your favorite? So okay. one of the things that I saw was you enjoy Harry Potter. And I'm not going to ask who your favorite character was, what I want to know is what was your favorite book and or movie of the series? It's funny because it's the same answer for both, for the book and the movie. It was the third one, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Why? That one is, how much time we got? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a joke that I say, cause I could talk all night about it, but I, I just love it a lot because it's the introduction of Sirius Black, who is one of my favorite characters. Um, it's also the introduction of my favorite spell, which is Expecto Patronum. As a matter of fact, I, I'm admitting this for the first time anywhere. Uh, on my high school, on my, <laughs> hey, on my high school letterman jacket, like on the back, because it's got my name, it's got, the, the, uh, it's got my saying, you know, everyone, everyone has one. It literally says Expecto Patronum on the back of my high school letterman jacket. And it's my favorite spell because I don't know if like y'all are like familiar. Like, I don't know how nerdy y'all. Okay. Well, y'all, y'all know that it's good. So y'all know that it it repels dementors. It repels negative. Essentially it repels negativity. It repels darkness Mm -hmm. and, and, and negativity. And that just, that spell means a lot to me because how, how do you, how do you incantate that spell you think of a happy memory in yourself you think of something really happy that you experienced or that you went through or a moment that you had that is just so happy that made you feel so good that when you say the spell expect a patronum here comes your here comes your animal and it it shields you it's a shield from darkness Mm -hmm. and negativity and that's always like especially kind of as i got older you know like kind of i'd read the books again kind of older that meant a lot to me so what would your animal be from the spell (sighs) again people the hard questions that's hard i mean oh my gosh i don't but again, this is where I feel bad because I feel like if I say one thing, I, I can't, like, I, 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 that's it. And I'm leaving out all these other great animals. Like, I can't do that. Like, they I need. Will, we will never tell them. We will never show them this episode. <sighs> Please, because I love them all. Uh, probably, like, I think 
think like a rabbit would be cool. Like a like a rabbit would be cool because they're small, they're spry, but and and they're quick, but there's they as small as they are, you know, of course the the incantation, they they're just so bright and mm-hmm. so big and so you know what I mean? And they still protect you despite how small they are. Yeah. So and that's that's me, you know? So I like it. Chris, yeah. what would yours be? Chris is like, I haven't even watched the movie. <laughs> oh God. This is this is the non-nerd Chris you know, question. Yeah, I I apologize. I got through the first two movies and stopped watching. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. my lord. Chris I'll go watch them now. I'll, I'm, I'll give you a pass. That's fine. That's <laughs> okay. Fine. I'm That's sorry. fine. I'll give you I'll give you a pass. Oh, no, I feel bad. You should. Oh, yeah, wow. you should you should Good. feel bad. Whoa, Chuck is whoa. right. What happened to the pass? <laughs> I just had a pass. She I'm, she I'm, she thought she thought it over and said, man. "No, you don't get a pass." Some rabbit. That's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Estranged. Nice. It's um, it is nine minutes and forty four seconds. Nine minutes and twenty four seconds. Nine minutes and twenty four seconds of just like you're laying like on a cloud. Like it's I I love that song. I love Estranged. I love Breakdown. I love uh, let's see, I love Dead Horse. I love November Rain. I'm bringing out the the deep cuts here. I, I, I was gonna yeah. say that. I'm I'm not just some with all due respect to the you know casual fans like this is my favorite band so Mm -hmm. there's just so much about them that I like and so many great songs Uh, Locomotive is another one Uh, of course uh, like Rocket Queen Night Train and Out to Get Me and all those songs but there's just a bunch of you know it's hard like yeah I said that one is my favorite but the thing is I have like a like a tally of like a top five or whatever and they all means something to me that are different mm-hmm. and there's a reason why they are up there for me so i i have a lot of guns and roses favorites but i think one of my favorites is getting the ring and i don't know if it was use your illusion one or two but i love it just because of like axel's uh the talky part that he has where he's like get in the ring mm. I, mm-hmm. I mean we usually curse but you know i you know, get in the ring, uh, mf yeah, I'm trying to be good, you know, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll kick your uh, bitchy little ass. And then he just throws in the punk right at the end for that little bit more of a twist at you. Yes, and, and I love, uh, I mean, I love that whole song, but I love the part where, I mean, first of all, it's very, um, like, metaphorical in the sense, I mean, get in the ring, mm-hmm. hello, wrestler, wrestling, ring, hello. Um, I love it and I love how he says in the song and in this corner weighing 850 pounds guns and roses and it's, ah. yep <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm, I'm fangirling I'm done I'm done but yeah it's okay it's okay now we're gonna talk favorite concert other than guns and roses okay well they're number one like that's their I, I already knew that I already yeah, knew that. Yeah. <sighs> well, I saw the Rolling Stones last year. 
Yeah. And they were, they were great. Like that was like my, my mind was blown seeing the Rolling Stones last year, seeing Mick at his age, dancing around, you know, like just the way that he was and singing the way that he was like, I was just, I was just like in awe of seeing the Rolling Stones, to be honest. Like that was a really great concert. It's really hard to pick. Cause like I've seen, I saw Queen now granted this was with Adam, Adam Lambert, but like, Brian, I mean, Brian May, the original guitarist, Roger Taylor, the original drummer, like, see, the thing about these concerts, because I love, like, classic rock, and I've been to so many, the thing about these concerts is, like, if I'm in the same building as them, I'm in the same building as these legends, I am breathing the same air as these, as these legends in music, like, we are sharing the same molecules of air together, for these two or three hours and i <laughs> that mm. makes me sound like such a freak <laughs> but, but, but that's like a that's like a conscious <laughs> thought is like mm. you know another one elton john like i'd be remiss if i didn't uh because i saw elton a couple years ago and that was a very like at the real experience seeing elton so yeah i mean i can go on but those are probably I love it. I, I, I love going to concerts. I, mm -hmm. at one point in time with one of our other fellow uh, podcasters on that, that's on our team, we went to a, pretty much at least one concert a month for, I think, 16 straight months. So, wow. yeah, I, 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 I love live music. It's so much oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's great. Now... Who's the bucket list band? Who, who's the band or the performer that you haven't seen <sighs> that you want to see? I'll let you think about that. And I will tell everybody who mine is. And one of mine is Ozzy Osbourne, who I had tickets to see not once, but twice. And once it was canceled because he broke his hip and got sick and again and and the second time it was canceled because of corona and all that good stuff so. good choice good pick by the way I, I mean i would love to see ozzy osbourne too um okay i'm gonna answer your question with a question okay can i can i manipulate this question a bit Instead of answering it as far as like who I still want to see in current times, can I manipulate this question into picking a band who may or may not have all members alive or I just have zero chance? I'll allow it. Okay, because I mean, I mean, I'll be honest, like I've been very over the last several years that I've gone to concerts, I've seen a lot of the bands that I really want to see, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but if I had to pick a band who, I mean, there's pretty much no chance, I can say without a doubt, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. I would love to see Led Zeppelin in their prime. So. <laughs> I so mean, hey, hey, he's, hey. He's just, he's so connected with you at this just, point that I, I, I'm not I, even I, here. No, look, hey, that's that's mean. Don't say that about yourself. You are here. That's no, cool. Okay? You, are here. you are you I'm are fine here. with it. I, I appreciate people connecting with other people. I'm here to watch. I'm here to experience. 
the connection well, we, that's going I, on right now. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Chris. I appreciate you too, you. Chris. I, I, I can actually say that I was lucky enough to see half of Led Zeppelin twice because I was able to see the two iterations of Page and Plant's tour when they were out. Uh, man, this was back in like the mid 90s. I saw them twice, once in, once in New Jersey at the old Meadowlands and once in Madison Square Garden. So I am very, very, very lucky to have seen those two performances. Zeppelin at the Garden. Oh my God. That's a combo and a half. So generally I tend to have this reaction when I meet people who tell me like, it boggles my mind that there are people living on this earth who have seen Led Zeppelin. Because that, that is just because I am like younger or whatever. Like that's just such a foreign concept to me. Just an impossibility that when I meet, like when I meet people who say that, oh, I've seen Robert Plant, I've seen Jimmy Page. It's like, what? You, you are in the presence of the golden god Robert Plant one of the greatest guitar players of all time, Jimmy Page, and I wasn't, that's not fair. <laughs> like that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's very cool. That's very cool, Chuck. But I, I uh... it was, it was awesome. I, I and I, I will throw my friend uh, Jimmy under the bus because at the second one, when we were at the garden, he was like, Oh no, 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 no. This is their last song. This is their last song. We're going to go. If, if we don't go now, we're going to miss the next train to get back to go home. And we're have to wait like a whole hour. I'm like, dude, the lights are not on. You do not leave a concert until they put the lights on. He was like, dude, no, we got to go. We got to go. We left the next day in school or whenever it was a couple of other people in my band class had gone to the concert as well. And I specifically asked them, I said, did they play anything after, whatever song and they were like oh yeah yeah yeah." they ended with rock and roll and i was like mm. and i i was so, oh. so and to this day i i will never let him live it down never never anyway never ever ever ever, ever. but never. i agree okay so another little fun question i saw you had a, a pokemon pillow who's your favorite pokemon bulbasaur from from the beginning, Bulbasaur was always my favorite. Nice. No, no question, no no second thought. Bulbasaur was always my favorite. I like so. Gengar because I'm like a dark guy, and Gengar was like, yeah, I'm a dark guy. Gengar's great. I but my uh, probably uh, can I do a second favorite because Bulbasaur is definitely number one, but number two is uh, Charmeleon. Oh, okay. My second favorite, Charmeleon. Chris, who's who's your favorite Pokemon? Jigglypuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> great. It's great. We just I I yeah, that's that's my guy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Karate. Original karate kid. New karate kid. I mean, I don't know why I'm I'm taking so long. I mean the answer is the old one. I mean, yeah, I, this is a weird question that I saw on the list. I was like, is this a question? This isn't a question, right? Well, but uh, Some people but have picked the, the new Karate Kid when I've talked to them, like, about this. I know. I mean, that, 
Well, but here's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, the old one is, I mean, I, I have, like, such fond memories of watching that as a kid. And, like, I just love it so much. And it's just so great. But that doesn't mean I want to, like, crap on the new one. I mean, it's it's decent, you know? And it's got the, I mean, it's got freaking Jackie Chan in it. You know what I mean? That dude's a boss. <laughs> you know? That dude, yeah. like, legitimately is a boss. So, you know, it's it's fine. It is. Okay, last of the favorites before we get to our final question. All right. You have a dream match. Mm -hmm. You can pick anyone throughout wrestling history. Who is that dream match with? Okay. I I kind of God this. I kind of want to cheat here, and 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 pick three instead. Please, can I pick three? Because again, I'm in the predicament. It's a fatal four way. Um, I'm there you in go. A, I'm in the predicament of if I pick one, I'm leaving out a couple of very important people to me that I feel bad leaving them out and I don't want to do that. So I'm, I'm going to, going to bend the rules a little bit. And honestly, I've already mentioned them already. Uh, dream match in like the most perfect world alternate universe scenario would be me versus Shawn Michaels, me versus Dolph Ziggler and me versus AJ Lee. So. I love that fatal four way. Right? That is the coolest fatal four-way I've ever heard of. <laughs> Heck yes. Well, I as much as I like to hear that, it makes me sad now because there's literally a 0% chance that that's going to happen. So. Hey, listen. Bill and Ted have a uh, time-traveling telephone booth. I mean, w- we can make it happen. I know where they keep the DeLoreans. Yeah, so th- we that can, too. Yeah, we, we can, can make it happen. Up. I think I think one thing that we can all come to agreement on in this interview mm-hmm. is that Jenna does not want to leave anybody anything out of any any of her answers and I love it. And I love that's it. True. That's true. Yeah. But all of this rapport that we have gained through this hour and such of talking uh-huh. could easily be broken down with one answer oh i'm nervous nervous what okay we are not sponsored by them yet but hopefully nabisco and oreo cookies i think it's nabisco who knows will uh talk to us at some point in time but oreo cookies are you a classic single stuff fan Mm -hmm. or are you the enhanced version the double stuff where does your allegiance lie? I mean, here's here's the thing, okay? The the original, the single is great and it's really good. And I mean, if the Oreo was there, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> like if it's there, I'm gonna eat it. But we've all heard the phrase, the more the merrier. You know what I mean? I want that. I want that double stuffed. Like, give give it to me. That is. Give, give it to me. Like the correct answer. 
good. I want it all. <laughs> now, now again, if no matter what kind of Oreo it is, if I see it, I'm eating it. But as it pertains to this question, double. So we're all we're good. good. We're good. We're safe. We're, we're, we're all good. We made it. Everybody's still friends. Christopher has to watch about six other Harry Potter movies. I got a lot of movies to watch or books to read or both yep. or probably the movies. Yeah, movies. Pretty we'll, much we'll, everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. But it's okay. Me and Jigglypuff will sit down. We'll hang out. We'll, we'll figure out the movies. Cool. Yes. But more, more importantly, Jenna, thank you. Thank you for your time tonight. We appreciate all the time you gave us. Where can everybody go find the Karate Girl? So you can, I have a Twitter and an Instagram. And I am at Rookie Jen for both. And I'm on there tweeting about wrestling, posting about wrestling, random stuff. Sometimes like real life stuff is going on. Just my thoughts on that. Um, yeah, pretty much on there. So give me a follow if you want to see me post about random stuff. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like, I'm really awkward about this. But yeah, that's me on my social medias. And, and she no posts worries. a lot on Twitter because I was going through twitter and i saw you had tweeted like 99.7 thousand times and i was like well, <laughs> oh god uh, i'm not looking through all that listen <laughs> listen i feel the need to defend myself that was the same account that i have had since december 2011 and oh, for a okay. long time that was my wrestling account like like that was my wrestling stan account for like six years or whatever it was like that was my wrestling stan account where i would tweet about wrestling literally every hour. So that's how I got my 99K tweets. Thank you very Again, much. Again, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But everybody, make sure on Friday night, September 18th, yes. if you're going to the show, wear your mask. If you can't get to the show, you can watch it on Title Match Network. They're streaming it that night. You can buy a month. You can buy the show. Uh, just go to their website. Uh, you can see Jenna in the tag team match that night. You can see the other seven some odd matches that night as well as Mission Pro presents Hell Hath No Fury at Pinball's Kingdom. Uh, bell time is 7.30 Central Time. We know that some of our fans are East Coast, West Coast, Mountain. You know, who knows? Somebody from England might be watching it too. So you got to figure that conversion out yourself. <laughs> I ain't helping you. But make sure you guys go and watch it. Uh, it's going to be an amazing show and we have been saying that from the beginning and it has nothing to do with the fact that we're sponsoring it, that we're talking to everybody. It is going to be a awesome show. So don't miss it. Yep. And again, thanks Jenna. We appreciate you spending some time with us and helping us promote the show and letting us be a part of your journey into this hell hath no fury event and just your journey in wrestling in general. So thank you. No, of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really fun. Like I, it's so like, I really appreciate because I, I know I tend to go on tangents a little bit when I kind of get going talking about something, but like, it's fun to me. And so I really appreciate you guys having me and to anybody listening, hope you had a good time as, as much fun as I had. So yeah, thank everybody for taking the time to listen and make sure you watch the show September 18th. Mission Pro, Hell Hath No Fury. You won't want to miss it. In Buda, Texas. Buda. Right. Buda. 
Go hit that like, go hit that subscribe. We're not done yet. We got a few more tricks up our sleeve for Mission Pro and Hell Hath No Fury. We'll see you next time. Don't look up your sleeve either, Chuck. Don't show them that. Don't show them that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. You can find Jenna Lynn on Twitter and Instagram. Search for at Rookie Jen. And of course, Hell Hath No Fury, presented by Mission Pro Wrestling in Pinball's Kingdom, Friday, September 18th in Buda, Texas. If you're going to the show, bell time is 7.30. You can find the show streaming online at Title Match Wrestling Network. And for more information on Mission Pro, go to missionprowrestling.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thebaldmonkeys. And finally, listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.